0: I gonna do? I've watched it so many times and I keep having the same feeling. I think I kind of like Spider-Man 3, but I feel like no one in the world feels the way I do. I just wish I had someone to talk to. What, what, What was that? Is someone there? Remember that
1: part where there's that cool Sandman fight in the subway? So underrated. How about that time Peter dances down the street in his new black suit?
0: So misunderstood.
1: What about when Harry and Peter team up to fight Venom and save Mary Jane?
0: So good.
1: I kind of like Spider-Man 3. I want to talk about it too, Scott. That's why I've been looking for
0: you. Looking? For, for me? Oh yeah. I know
1: all about you. You do? Like what? Like the fact that we've recorded 245 podcasts covering every minute of Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. So if we stop now, it just doesn't seem right to me. Wait, that you, Zach? Look, I want to talk about Spider-Man 3. You want to talk about Spider-Man 3. Together, its bad reputation doesn't stand a chance. Interested? Yeah. But where can people find us? Oh, my spider sense is tingling, if you know what I mean. And it's telling me that they should look for Spider-Man Minute Season 3 on DuelingGenre.com or wherever they get their podcasts this summer.
0: Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of hot fuzz, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Carelli.
2: I'm Nick Jimenez.
0: And today we're about to go off on Minute 101, which begins with Danny suggesting that his mother would kill herself again if she saw what his father had become, and ends with Frank's grand escape. And our guest is my co-host from Spider-Man Minute, Zach Luna. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, so this is, uh, this is, this is the week where, uh, where everything's, everything's coming up, Angel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everything's coming up, Angel. He's gonna, he, he, he convinces the whole Sanford Police Department to go on his side. Uh, and, and like, this is the first time that they're listening. And I'm wondering, like, what is the change here? Because he has explained similar things. I guess they need the whole story. Is that what the, what the issue is context? Yeah. Do you think they needed the whole story to understand what was going on? Whereas like before, when he would say something weird is going on, they would just make fun of him.
2: Yeah. It's a little, I don't know. It's, 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 it's kind of hazy. Yeah. How, what happened, what is different this time? Yeah. Other than, you know, it's act three. Right. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right. Right. Sure is. Um, I don't know. Maybe like the emotional moment between Danny and Frank helps. Sure. Like,
2: sure. It's like, whoa, this guy was turning his back on his dad. Right.
1: Yeah. There must be. Maybe this is worth taking seriously. It must and be a then, big deal. Then when Angel like lays out literally all of the, <laughs> the whole plot of the whole thing, which is very helpful for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then like, oh, there's context. Oh, and here's all the pieces together. Yeah, he's got something there, isn't he? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the great visual thing of every time he turns someone, they lift open their little like visor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <It laughs> and
1: really that handy. squeaky sound
0: effect they add. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's yeah. so good. I also I love that it seems that Saxon is the first one to agree uh with, with Danny and Angel. Because he's the first one that he like starts barking, like Yeah. Yeah.
1: They give him his own coverage. Like, yeah. There's little. There's close-up shots of everybody like thinking and listening, and then they'll just be like Saxon there too. Like, like
0: yeah. <laughs> Saxon.
2: It's, the dog. It's great. He's a good. He's a good dog.
1: He's a good
0: boy. He,
2: yeah, he's really. You can see. Yeah, he's looking at Angel with new eyes. Yeah. Um, I wasn't here last week. W- were we already in handheld coverage
1: before this moment? Or was this when they switched into... Uh,
0: they, they switched uh, when the action started. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 When the action started, they switched to handheld coverage. Gotcha. Um, that's actually something we haven't talked about. That is one of the things that they did, um, was switch to handheld yeah. coverage. With, with, I think, the exception being the Michael Bay shot where they're putting on their sunglasses. Yeah. Um, I think that's the only time that it's not handheld. I think everything else has been handheld. Gotcha. Uh, other than that particular moment yeah. Um, because yeah it does it does add a, a, a an extra energy level to the proceedings without like really having to do anything yeah yeah
2: because yeah. Uh, oh yeah no I'm saying, it's always such a fun I never notice it when I'm watching a movie for the first time until I go back and then it's like oh they did switch the handheld and oh it is it does make things seem more like uh, like haggard yeah like a little more like what's going on yeah 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 like, because like
1: right is so like specific with his frames and how Uh cleanly he plans everything out. Yeah. That when we do have the edges shaking around, you're like, Oh, this is, this is new. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, I, I just, so, so I guess let's, let's talk about the beginning of this, which Mm -hmm. is Danny telling his father that, uh, his mother would kill herself again if, she knew that he was responsible for what this town has become and for sure. all the things that he's done. He's like, no, no, no. Like, mom wouldn't be proud of you. She'd just kill herself again.
2: That is yeah.
0: harsh, harsh, maybe true, maybe not true, <laughs> but harsh.
2: Yeah. To go just talk about going from zero to 60. Yeah. And the, and the back talking to your dad department. Yeah. And uh, in Frank's uh, I I don't know how they got
0: I don't know how they got uh, him to freeze with that look on his face that 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 weird like frown grimace. It's
1: like a fish face. Yeah.
0: And he just holds it for the whole just the whole scene. He just holds (laughs) that look. Uh, He's uh, he's fuming. He is fuming very much so. God, what if they just added like smoke coming out of his ears?
2: I mean, they they got they add a lion sound. They, sure they do. do. <laughs> they do do that later. That's very not true. Not to not to skip to ahead, but like yeah, like that's pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if Thanos like roared like a lion at some point?
1: God. I was I was so on board with all of the uh Marvel films until right now. I I can see they've made a like Horrible miscalculation, and they're terrible now because yeah. Thanos never roars like a lion. Damn it. You,
2: <laughs> you incompetent flatfoots.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, that's basically what happens.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just a paraphrase differently. Yeah. Lots what of dogs advisors and visors yeah. and America's Cretins. sweetheart Academy Award winner. Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Putting her two cents in. She's very
0: confused. She didn't put any two cents in. She just says that she's confused.
2: Well, those are cents. I guess so.
0: <laughs> her nonsense.
2: She's <laughs> 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 oh, she's, just, she's letting people know where she's at. Yeah. Where Doris is at. Yeah. Huh.
0: That's yeah. all right. Um This is uh yeah, I mean, this this is this is really interesting. I mean, it's 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 interesting how. You know, I like to think that it's it, like part of it, like they're finally listening because of Danny standing up to his dad and the way that Frank is acting, which right. I can only imagine them being like, this is really weird. Like, why is he he's acting yeah. kind of, he's, he's dual wielding handguns. He's huh. got that weird <laughs> look on his face.
2: He's normally holding cake.
0: Yeah. Cake or ice cream. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: This is really strange. Um, he's usually he's dual wielding pistols, and usually he's dual wielding cake and ice cream. <laughs> 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 um, so this is this is very this is very strange. And and they're and,
2: like and they're like Mariner pistols. They're like old hunting pistols. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, they look like they look like like old West pistols. Like oh, there we go. Yeah, like yeah. six shooters. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's, like! a, he's a bit of a Western nut.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Frank Butterman, is that, Butterman, that, is that yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I ain't seen you, in God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think that I think the other thing though that pushes it over the edge is like they're not good detectives, right? Nah. I yeah. mean we've we've proven this time and time again. They are not. They are not good detectives. When he calls him them incompetent flatfoots, he's not wrong. No.
2: Yeah, it's the most honest he's been with them. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> he's not it's... wrong. But so like, I wonder if it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the absurdity of what's happening and the things that Danny is saying to his father that's making them finally listen. And mm-hmm. then it's Angel being able to lay out tip to tail yeah. exactly what happened, like what is going on. And then them being like, oh, that's the entire thing. Like, they didn't have to do any detective work. He just (laughs) showed them what happened. And they're like, oh, that does make sense. Now that you say it like that, where you have all of the details, that does make sense. Way more sense than this all being accidents. And it makes sense why we thought it was accidents. Because they were making us think it was accidents. So we're the victim now. We're not just incompetent detective. Now we're victims. And now we're okay with stepping up and being like, okay, I
2: think that works.
0: Yeah, time to time to time to call it off, Frank.
2: It's pretty cathartic. I mean, yeah, like, can you imagine? I don't know, like this is happening like at a freaking Trump rally. Just all of a sudden, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> wait a what second. Well, la- what, what last thing did you ever did your taxes? taxes? That don't make any sense. Like, they just <laughs> for the this like, thing starts to ripple through the. You
1: tell- <laughs> you're telling me this businessman lost a billion dollars? <laughs> you're done.
2: So that, that's that sounds. Yo, know, he's worse at paying taxes than anyone else in the country. <laughs> and like, I don't like. The I've paid pretty, more taxes than he has. <laughs> what he say? Um. It's like, can you? You know, we, we're very critical of the Stanford Police Department throughout yeah. this movie and throughout this podcast. But you know, when the when it comes time, they are able to quote unquote like open up their visors and like look around and be like, wait a second, this is all. A blunt load of barnacles. Like, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I I like that. I like that you. I I guess I didn't put that together. I I know what Zach said earlier about the visors is like of like oh every time he, they come to their side they lift the visor and you hear the squeaky thing. Yeah. But I didn't really think about the fact that like they're literally sep- like 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 taking the separation between them and Angel away from. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like they're they're taking the visor away from their eyes like they're 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 <laughs> they're seeing yeah. everything with open eyes for the first time and they're they're visualizing that by having them lift their visor
2: yeah this filter of like this dude just wants to stir the pot he just wants drama nothing he says is like sh- is worth listening to right right and now it's like oh wait has this dude actually been telling the truth the whole time right yeah right it's like we're, a we're,
1: proverbial we're wool over the eyes yeah. Like yeah yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, that, like, I guess in every other instance, uh, like, Angel needed them to, like, come meet him over in the induction he was making. Yeah. Like, like, I need you to put in some effort to come meet me over here in this idea that I have. And they're not willing to do that. But now that he brings the entire thing to them, there's no work for them to do. Right. But <laughs> look yeah. at the, you know, it was a laziness, I guess. Yeah. But it it, it worked out.
0: <gasps> yeah. It worked out because now he's got a team. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: As Um, we, as we
0: talked about last week, he went, they went from rebel to rebels to rebellion. (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. And it is a, I think it's, it's a testament to the likability of these characters or these performances that, you know, in another movie, this could have been like, I don't want these fucking guys on the team. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They suck. I just wanted to be Danny and Nicholas. But you do always get a little like, oh, yeah, like the Danny's and Dor, like they're good guys again. Or like we know they're on the team now. They're going to help them out. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good. It's
1: like a reward. For yeah. The movie. yeah. For sure. Because we, we already like made these characters so distinct mm-hmm. that they're entertaining regardless. And now we can they can be entertaining in a new way. Isn't right. Fun. Right. Yeah. Well, and
0: and, you know, and then from a from a, a, an action standpoint, you know, in, in a movie that is trying to uh, play up on action movie tropes, right? Well, they played up on the, the lone hero trope. They played up on the, the duo, like, buddy cop yeah, approach to mm-hmm. action. And now they're going to play up on the ensemble action, right? We're going to get that. Yeah, and so then, like
2: Assault on Precinct 13, kind of. Right, right, right. So yeah. it's, it's ramping up, and then it's going to ramp
0: back down again to two and then to one. Um which is which i think is 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 structurally structurally really great um so i really uh i really i really like that from a uh from a structure thing i mean if you're gonna That's play okay. with those tropes, you might as well play with all of them because yeah. you might not return to this world again, so like why not try and figure out a way to play with the 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 whole candy bag if you will Use yeah yeah
2: and it's maybe why this movie is floated just breeze through the past decade without needing or even much really talk of there being a sequel. Because right. like, what is, what is there left? It gave you such a complete thing. Right. You literally would have to change genres in
0: order mm-hmm. to do it. <laughs> you know, like, like we've talked a lot about like if you do a Hot Fuzz 2, it would have to be like a, almost like an espionage movie or something like that. It would have to be very different. Right. It would have to be a different thing. It would have to be like a heist or something like that. Like it would have to be a very different tone to justify its existence because they did everything that action movies do here yeah and so if you just did it if you just did this again it would be disappointing you know it's why i'm i'm hesitant about baby driver 2 because i'm like what else is there to say about that those tropes you've already played with all of them Because like at a certain point, like, aren't you just going to repeat yourself? Like, isn't it just going to be more of that? Which is fine for most things, but I I expect more from Edgar Wright.
2: It'd be cool if a Baby Driver sequel presented more compelling characters than the first Baby Driver. I mean, sure, yeah, (laughs) like, like you know, like I don't think anyone walks out of that movie being like, oh, uh, Deborah, (laughs) yeah, fucking buddy. Loved Buddy. I mean, like that's a it's a solid movie, but like you know, like it'd be cool yeah. to, if if a sequel to really kind of go under the hood, so to speak, yeah, and like make these characters like yeah. real people. It'd be, you know, the same way that like the, the Sanford Police Department aren't like real people, but like like right. Zach said, like they're very well defined.
0: Well, but I and I but I think too, I think uh, one of the things about that, I think what that proves while watching Baby Driver is that I don't know the character is Edgar Wright's strong point as a writer. I think mm-hmm. that's why he's always working with co-writers because they're better at character than he is. Mm-hmm. He's better at structure and callbacks yeah. and you know writing in a visual way. Yeah. Um, whereas I think Simon Pegg and Michael Bacall and uh his other co-writers are better at character work. I mean, like look at Joe Cornish, right? He worked on on Ant Man and uh um um Tintin with Joe Cornish and I think the reason for that is you look at Joe Cornish's stuff and it's like yeah character work like yeah. a kid mm. the kid who would be king all of oh. those characters are distinctive attack the, attack block, the block every yeah. character is distinctive um you know he's he's very good with that stuff and I think I think Edgar Wright knows his strengths and knows that if he's going to have a co-writer they need to be really good at character work because that's not where his strengths as a writer lie, yeah. and I think that that's ultimately why Baby Driver can sometimes feel like only half a movie.
1: That's a solid yeah, yeah. thesis there, Scott. Yeah. I like it.
0: Anyway,
2: anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway we're not doing here. Baby Driver, minute.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it's all it's yeah it's all working here because he's thankfully got uh, got. Uh, Simon Pegg uh, co-writing yeah. this thing with him, and uh, the character work is just fantastic in this. And mm. um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, Nick. If they do a Baby Driver 2, it would be really cool to see him take on a co-writer with it. Yeah, um, just it's to so. see how that would change things. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, uh, as I've said before, I really want the sequel to Baby Driver being about uh, Deborah breaking him out of prison. Ooh, <laughs> but. That's uh, that's that's or or her taking on his some 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 favor that he owes and her having to be the driver in a thing and him having to break out of prison to save her from whatever thing that she got herself into. I think that would be cool. Um, But uh, at least it would be like a different vibe. You sure, know? yeah. But, it's like
1: I, I haven't even like thought of what the possibilities have been yet because it's not like that set my brain on fire. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs>
0: the movie's great. It's a really entertaining movie, but it's it it does really only feel like half a movie because of <laughs> the the characters being uh archetypes and nothing more, really. Right. Yeah.
2: And then uh speaking of archetypes, we get a great like 90s bad guy moment where he like shoots the chandelier. Oh, and looks man. There's like a, a shitload of sparks,
0: <laughs> crazy sparks. And then that pause and growl before he runs away. I, I think the reason that that is so funny is it, it's just because of who's doing it. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Like it, it seems so out of character for him like like to see he like hisses at them through the sparks. Bah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: It's like a literal <laughs> I think it is a recording of a lion that they play yeah. as it's happening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing.
1: Uh, like I don't know, you have to have so much confidence in that gag. On the day, right? Because yeah, because it's not going to work as funny until the edit, probably. Right.
0: It's just going to be bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> so you like, want me to do what? No,
1: it's a, no, I swear. Uh, star of stage and screen, Chip Broadbent, just like like growl at us through the sparks. We got to time yeah. it with the FX though. It's going to be great. Right.
0: Yeah. And He's it, like, you want me to be like 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 a goofy growl, like an Austin Powers like growl? No, no, no. no like Animalistic. Completely earnest growl. <laughs> completely earnest, like this is this is a real reaction you're having.
2: It's, it's a real testament to the sound mixing, and that it doesn't seem like fucking like Austin Powers. Yes, yeah, yes. It, it it it's mixed so much that you're like, was that a lion roar? Like, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. You can slightly doubt yourself right afterwards.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm got I'm drawing a blank, but I, there's like a hand, a couple of movies where they also make a, a character roar like an animal in in and, and an after effect.
0: Um yeah. This is like the this is like the sleeve ejectors from last week.
2: Yeah. There we go. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's fun. It works. It shouldn't yeah. work, but it's so cleanly done that it's yeah. like <laughs> Last
0: week we were struggling to think of movies that had uh, uh pistol sleeve ejectors in oh, them. Oh yeah and the only thing I could think of was the pilot episode of Angel. <laughs> That's all I could
2: think about
0: were the stakes a uh, lot of his like yeah things. yeah and it took us a while to think of uh, Desperado and Taxi Driver that's it yeah, yeah Taxi Driver is a big one yeah but yeah.
1: I don't think I mean it's such a bizarre thing yeah yeah yeah. gotta use it though gotta use it use it's a
0: cool cool action trope Um. alright well I think uh, we got anything else for this one good no. Right. Good. We're all good. All right. Well, uh guys, uh go to uh the Cornetto Minute uh, Listeners Pub on Facebook if you're uh on Facebook and want to join in the discussion about uh each new episode as it as it uh as it airs, um as it's released. So, uh check that out if you haven't joined already. I'm sure you have. But uh, I'm going to keep repeating it uh, just in case you, uh, for some reason, still haven't, and yet you are on Facebook. Like, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Um, Join the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 102 for the greater good.
2: The greater good.
1: The greater good.